Hey guys, it's Brooke Eagle, and we are back with another episode of the Forsyth Magazine's podcast. And this episode is a very special episode. It is Tim Beeman, our producer. It is his 4,000th, not 400th, 4,000th episode. My 4,000th podcast episode. And trust me, going back to figure all that out was a daunting task. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I did, and uh, I am so glad that it was with you. I've told uh, several people that Brooke Eagle is my star pupil, Aww. and um, and everything that you do on this podcast is amazing for the community, and um, I'm glad that I get to be part of it, and I'm glad that the 4,000th is yours. Yes. Me too. And very appropriately, we have a restaurant as our guest today, which I was like, oh, this is perfect. Yeah, because I'm also a food blogger. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, So today we have Sage and Salt Bistro, which is a brand new restaurant in Winston-Salem. And we have one of the owners, Kelly Kelly Brock, as well as the executive chef, Anders Benton. Hey, guys. Hey, Hey. how are you? Thanks for coming on today. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. So I had the pleasure of having dinner at Sage and Salt um, two weeks ago, maybe. Yeah, a couple weeks ago for like the soft opening. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. So good. It was, I can't even, somebody was like, what was your favorite? And I was like, I can't even tell you a favorite. It was, we, I went with five other girls and we made the very good decision to all order something different so that we could share everything and not be, that's the best way to not be married to one entree, you know, (laughs) always the best way to do it. I've taught you well. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, okay, listen, this is what we're doing. (laughs) This is the game plan. Um, So, Kelly, I want to start with you. Tell us a little bit of history about just you and your family and um, what was what kind of how this restaurant got started. Well, I I think um, since my son, Brandon, was a little boy, he's always been in the kitchen cooking with dad and um, just had a, a love for culinary things and um through travel and all of that through through his life um he became a foodie and um he and his dad just have always dreamt um and talked of owning a restaurant one day and um we thought maybe one day he would go the culinary school route but um but he he didn't do that and um Brandon worked at Willow's for um, a year prior to all of this and um, just kept talking to his dad every night. Dad, if this was if this was mine, I could do such fun, great things. I love the building. I love the restaurant itself. Um, it's just such a great, such a great place. Yeah. Um, right so in the heart of the city. too. It, it is. Like. Yeah. It mm-hmm. is. And um People love it. I think. I think people, you know, have for years have enjoyed um, formerly Opie Southbound Bistro in that spot. Oh, I didn't know um, that. Yeah. Yep. 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 It's and, got a long um, lineage of restaurants. It has a long, long lineage of, of like Anders said, of being a, a fantastic spot. Yeah. Uh, for people to come and, um, you know, the outdoor dining as well is is just such a great. Well, and you guys have done it right with the heat lamps and the benches out there. We were, we sat outside and it was like, you would have thought you'd have been a little bit chilly, but it was like perfect. Yeah. We had our heat lamps. We had a little blanket. Like it was just 
perfect and cozy. We dined out there last night ourselves, and yeah. um, it, it we're missing some music right now. And okay. We need to, we need, we're going to add that. We're going to get some audio video guys, and we need we need some some type of music out there. Yeah. Um, just to give it a nice a little ambiance, better ambiance. Love yes, it. yes. And until we can get some live music going on, I would which which we is in the works. Yeah. Um, and in the plans for. Um, the space next door. Mm-hmm. So, um, very lots exciting. To come. Yeah, lots to come. So, Anders, I want to hear about first your favorite dish at Sage and Salt, and then secondly, I want to hear about just some of all the things that that you guys offer. Um, it's kind of hard for me to narrow <laughs> down. Um, we've really worked together as a team, not just myself, but you know, we have a consulting chef, Patrick Rafferty. I have a killer team of an. Executive sous chef Mark and a executive chef Rosemary, we've all come together and we've all had our hands across the whole menu. So to sit there and pick out one thing, like Yeah, that's not fair. I literally just said that no, I couldn't no, do you, that and then I asked yeah, you to do you, it. You got the, <laughs> you got the cop out, so I don't. Um, but it's hard for me to pick one thing too. It, it really comes down, I mean, I just have a lot of pride of what we accomplish as sure. a team. Um, there's a lot of outstanding things. Um, I mean, one of them is kind of our process with our chicken. Uh, you know, we're taking a whole bird approach, which you don't see in most restaurants in this area. Um, it's about a three-day process between the brining, the drying of the skin, the trusting, um, and then how we're roasting it prior to service to make sure you have nice, crispy skin, very delicate flesh, just killer dish all around. Um, that and then some of the, like, full utilization of ingredients. Um, our nudie dish on the menu actually works in harmony with one of our desserts. So we have a butternut squash bromante or butter sauce that goes with that pasta. And that's actually made from the juice of the butternut squash. Huh. With the pulp that's extracted from the juice, we then cook that low and slow in our ice cream base to break down that and get some of the flavor out. Um, and then that gets turned into ice cream. So there's maybe 2 to 5% of a butternut squash going in the trash instead wow. of a whole lot more than I've seen, you know. So like they, those type of touches and just be, being nice, giving the respect to the ingredients, utilizing as much as we can um, while making sure we're giving our guests a killer plate, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I want to talk about the uh, the ice cream that you're talking about, I think, is the flavor I'm thinking. Isn't there an ice cream flavor on the menu that has like a squash mm-hmm. base in it? Okay, yeah, so, so that's tell, it. So tell me more. So I've never tip- heard of that. Uh, well, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> So I did not either. Yeah. It's divine. It, it, it's made some fun it conversations. Yeah. Um, so we're extracting the juice from the butternut squash because it's a starch-based, you know, vegetable. Um, with that, when you heat that, it starts to thicken. If you think like cornstarch or potato starch, any type of slurries you use in cooking to thicken sauces, it's going to have that kind of same effect. So mm-hmm. when we're starting to heat that up and mounting butter into it for the pasta, it, it's – it's doing great things, um, and it's going to make and hold that emulsion. Yeah. But we're using an extractor juicer that you know shoots out the pulp. You've ever been to a Jamba juicer and that stuff? You see some of that coming out the backside of the machine. Well, we're saving all that, and that's going into our custard base um, for the ice cream. So the milk, the cream, and the sugar, cooking it down, getting some of that excess uh, water out of it, essentially, because that will cause crystals in yeah. the ice cream. And then tempering in the eggs and then straining it and spinning it and folding oh in gosh. the marshmallows and the sweetened graham cracker crumb. So it's like a 
fall take on a s'more without being a s'more in a yeah. way, you know? No chocolate. No chocolate. I've never met an ice cream I didn't like, so I got to I gotta try that next time. Well, that's time fair. I it's kind of like bacon. It's cheating, you know? It's ice cream. <laughs> that's true. Also, big fan of bacon. Yeah. Okay, so I have some fun questions to ask you guys. Sure. To, to get to know you. Okay. I'll ask Kelly first. If you had to delete all but three apps from your smartphone, which ones would you keep? Oh, wow. <laughs> which appetizers w- or apps? Like no. apps on my phone. On your phone. phone. Yeah. Oh, you my can only goodness. Keep three. <laughs> oh, that, that is a the hard world. question. <laughs> um, well, probably the two I use the most <laughs> are my social media apps unfortunately it's a necessary evil as a business it, it owner it really is <laughs> um and i have to have my photo app oh yeah what's a smartphone without a camera uh, exactly <laughs> um dumb is that a trick question i don't understand <laughs> and then you gotta have an email app yeah, <laughs> I mean that's pretty much me. A communi- communication and all photogra- forms of communication and, and memories. Yeah, I like me- it. memories and yeah. What about yep. you, Anders? What three are you keeping? I'll parallel that a little bit. I'll just keep Instagram. I could do without Facebook, Twitter, or any same. of that stuff. Same, same, same. Um, yes, yes, yes. I would like to keep you know photos. Um, I think the other thing would be a calculator. Ooh, yeah, okay. Because I mean, so neither one of y'all are talking on the phone. There's uh, no more. Well, I guess that's not an app. I guess that's, that that's like the app? core of what a phone yeah. is. It's, right? it's just a function. Yeah. Got a text message, too. Yeah. If I had to choose to between, between calling and texting, I'm a texter all day. Me, too. <laughs> okay. Next question. Kelly, um, you get to go first again. What would be your best day ever? You don't have to go in full detail, but, you know, the gist mm. of what the day would entail. Well, it has to have a spa somewhere. <laughs> I like it. Somewhere in there. What services are you getting at the spa? Um, at least an hour and a half to two hour massage. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, let's see. It's going to involve a very nice, wonderful dinner yeah. somewhere. Um, nice, crisp glass of wine. You know what? I am not the wino of of the group. That's your husband. That is my husband. My husband is has been studying um, and drinking wines um, for probably thirty five plus years. Oh my gosh! Um, So, so I'm assuming you guys have an incredible wine list, if that's the case. Oh yeah. The restaurant is going to have an amazing. Well, we already have a great wine list, but it's going to evolve and grow. Currently, I think we have 300 bottles on our reserve list. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. Wow. So it is a, a goal and desire to just have the best best wine list in, yeah. in the city. I so what, what sure. is your drink of choice then? I'm a mojito drinker. Huh. Good for you. I love some mojitos. <laughs> it's got to be a fruity, taste good um, you know those those drinks like you you gulp it down and then you're like, oh, I didn't even taste the alcohol in that, <laughs> yes. but I feel great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're oh, yeah. one of those. I, yeah. I, I just I like I don't want to taste the alcohol. I'm just not I, a, I respect that. Never well, been see, a big exactly never been the, a big drinker. I'm the exact opposite of that. I want to taste 
the yeah. alcohol. Yeah. It's like I like heavy beers because, I mean, the like high gravity, 11, 12% beers because they have that alcohol taste. I could drink about one of with those. With your celebratory. <laughs> right? The celebratory. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm not yeah, a martini girl. I, I want Sorry. my beverages on the rocks. Yeah. Um, I'm a margarita girl. They you just like margaritas? No. Can't do tequila anymore. <laughs> no tequila for me. Sounds like there was a bad story. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no more tequila. <laughs> she, she just for the this is on video, but you probably won't see this part. But, uh, <laughs> but she's like, mm. <laughs> lips Maybe. are sealed. No comment. <laughs> Throw away the key. <laughs> okay, Anders, let's hear your best day ever. Uh, actually, just kind of had it. Um, you know, we've been going really hard with the restaurant, a lot to do, especially in the time frame that we've accomplished what we have. Um, but I had Sunday um, with my wife. Uh, we had an easy morning. Uh, we have three dogs, so we took our time getting them out. And so, what kind of dogs do you have? I'm a dog. Person. Beagles. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I rescued. Um, some. Yeah, we work with our rescue as well, so we always cool. have dogs here and there, or in some form, transporting. Um, fostering or whatnot um beagles are awesome i love mine to death but they are just always into something there's always something happening or they're completely on their back asleep like yeah. there's no there's no in between <laughs> and th- their food drive is just insane that's yeah. fine um, yep but got up slow had a nice relaxing morning at the house and then we actually headed up to the foothills to go f- fly fishing oh um, you know with the leaves a little past their peak, so we had a lot of falling ones, but just out there in nature, quiet, no hyper input of questions and <laughs> things needing to be yes, done. Yes. Um, and then, you know, we, we, we go quite frequently, so we got a couple, like, small barbecue places we like to stop at. So just a simple, well-cooked meal, no fuss, no muss, and then bed early. So I love it. it. I would take one of those days. That sounds sounds great. That sounds pretty good. If I was going to like, cause fishing in general doesn't sound exciting to me, but fly fishing, I feel like is more constantly going. Yeah. I I got that ADHD pretty hard. (laughs) And during the pandemic, you know, I I was working in Greensboro at a a mom and pop restaurant and I helped kept that place open. And that was probably one of the most difficult things I've ever done. But if it wasn't for like, getting through all the to-go orders, packing up all this stuff. You know, at this place, we had an agreement with Cone Health to help aftercare patients have food, too. So, like, doing thousands of meals a week to help keep the doors open. If it wasn't for, like, getting that stuff done and then, like, grabbing my rod and going bass fishing and all the little ponds and stuff out in Greensboro, like, I I don't know if I would be the person I am right now or the person anymore. Got to have some Um, decompression time. But, no, with fly fishing, you, you do. You have that constant input. You know, it, it's it's an endless rabbit hole. That's fine. so. What's your perfect day? Brooke? My perfect day. Got to get a workout in because I'm psychotic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a long walk with my dogs. I have two big dogs. I have a German Shepherd and a Bernadoodle, and they are Bernadoodle, mm, a Bernie's Mountain Dog Nuggin. Poodle. Beautiful. He's like 115 pounds. The dude's huge. <laughs> he, so they kind of pull me, but you know we have yeah. fun. <laughs> So a dog walk, a workout, and yeah, a slow, just like a slow day. The older I get, the more I'm like really into going to bed early and getting not, I don't, I'm not a big sleep in kind of person, but like, I don't like to have to be somewhere first thing in the morning. So yeah. What about you, Tim? Day on your own time. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) For me, Hotel de uh, Notre Dame on uh, in Saint Germain of Paris, and uh, mm. get up whenever I get up with the wife, and 
go down and have a couple of croissants. Oh, and then, yeah. And then uh, wander about our favorite city and think of nothing else and have a great lunch, more walking, maybe a museum here and there, more alcohol. Uh, we. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> oui, oui. and then. Yeah, uh, I didn't mention that my spa day would not take place here in Winston Salem. Absolutely. I would not be, I would yeah. not be right here. Yeah. yeah. Our, our favorite city <laughs> is Paris. I would be in some fabulous place. Yeah. I, I love it. And Paris Probably has a lot of good in Italy. spas. Um, but uh, yeah, our favorite city is Paris, and we've been there three times, and we want to be there 30 more. That sounds like a great day. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere like on the Amalfi Coast. Yeah. Yeah. Just whisk I'm, me away. I don't really care where I'm at. I would honestly be, per, as lame as it sounds, perfectly content even in Winston-Salem for my perfect day. But I also have to have like an ice cream date that day because I'm a big ice cream girl. So. Do you have a local ice cream place you gotta go, like to go to? Um, I go to, I like Chill Nitro. I go there a lot downtown. Mm-hmm. What's it called? Chill Nitro. Chill Nitro. They, oh, I've seen You that. can infuse alcohol, yeah, yeah, but I there. don't infuse alcohol because... I don't know. I just don't. I don't, I don't care for it. That doesn't alcohol. appeal to me. No, uh, it's very good just without alcohol. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll drink my alcohol. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, Chill Nitro is great. I know Killwins is is a chain, but I do love some Killwins. I like Killwins too. Yeah, lots of good ice cream places. Can't go wrong with Twin Killwins. City Sweets. Um, I don't know if y'all have been there. Off Clemensville, his I think his season technically just ended, which I'm sad. But that's a good uh, one too. Stratford and yeah, Clemensville. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's he's good. Yeah. Well, yeah, sounds like some good days. I like it. Okay, last question, and then we'll get back to restaurant things, which this might tie into restaurant things, and you kind of already gave it, but what is the best piece of advice you've ever been given? I feel like yours is going to relate to... Don't ask me first again. (laughs) All right, Anders, you're first. I don't think quick on my phone like that. I have to think a minute. I've been very fortunate, I've learned in my life, to be in the places and work for the people I've worked to get to the point I'm at. And, you know, in a way, I ended up in D.C. on a trip and got to meet Jose Andres. Um, And it was just like a bump elbow thing and talk for a few minutes. But he's like, you cook? I'm like, yeah. He's like, okay. That's what I'm going to tell you. I was like, he's like, don't trust anybody. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, if you're the leader and you have these expectations of these things you want to accomplish, you have to be – and uphold that standard, you have to teach that culture, you know? Mm-hmm. So with that, I mean, that, that's been pretty dominant in my career and just in general, you know, like if you want something done, I mean, no, you're not always able to do it yourself, but you are all able to make sure, you know? So just being and on top of- And you could do it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean- No, like not that you should, we, I'm just saying yeah. like you wouldn't ask other people to do something no. that, that you wouldn't do. No. Exactly. Yeah, that's great advice. And then usually like within training for that or showing that, you know, it, it's a side-by-side thing with that person. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. All right, that's Kelly. Awesome. Did you have time to think about it? <laughs> Sorry, like, I'm I, I, I think that most of the advice that I've been given in my life is from my mom. Um, I mean, I, I don't know if that's a mother-daughter thing. Probably. Um, could be. I think. I think if there's a good relationship between between you and your mom, um, and you might not want to hear that advice when you're younger, but oh yeah. Um, but as you <laughs> as you get older, you're like, dang it, they were with right. Children and marriage and all of those kinds of things. Um, 
I'm learning I'm learning more and more about my mom and and the advice that she gave me as a as a child um, how it all kind of comes into play and that day when you realize you have to look at your mom and go you were right um, is is always kind of eye opening <laughs> humbling yeah. and, and humbling <laughs> yes yes and I've seen that even with my own children you know I, I have boys but. Um, you know, they. I think they. They finally are at that age where they're like, "Yeah, mom is right sometimes." <laughs> but my mom always, um, when I was a child, her she had lots of little sayings, um, and um, one of probably one of the best is "Pretty is as pretty does." Um, if you can't say anything nice, don't say it at all. And um, and then she would say. Don't let my, let's see, don't let my alligator mouth overrun my hummingbird ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I have not heard that. I love I it. I had never heard that before until oh a few years ago. And she was like, I've always said that. And I was like, I don't recall that. But that is very, very, very good, uh, good saying, Mom. And I so love she it. reminds me about the alligator mouth. Yeah. A lot. Or, and you know, let's don't, not, let's don't not. let your mouth write checks your ass can't cash. Yeah. Right. There, there exactly. you go. Yeah. There you go. I like that one. Yep. There you go. Yep. I may or may not be, you know, so, guilty of that sometimes. <laughs> um, and then probably the best is, um, you know, not today, Satan. Let's not let. Not today. Yep. I you like that You have to remember yeah. that. <laughs> great advice you cannot let that. him let him stir yeah yeah <laughs> so she's full of all kinds of wisdom i love it moms always are yes I have to agree. yes yes they are um so as we're wrapping this episode up i just want to ask both of you if somebody is wanting to come try out the restaurant um what can they expect when they walk through the doors what kind of experience mm. you want me to start you go uh, I think the approach we have with the food really lends to about anyone's eating style. Um, there's plenty of recognizable dishes. Um, maybe they've been presented or we've taken a little bit of a different approach. But there's definitely things throughout the whole menu that someone can find, recognize, try, and like. And that's what I encourage people to do. You know, Come check us out. Try what catches your eye. <laughs> And then hopefully we gain you as a guest and we can keep you coming back and you can check out specials and everything else we have to offer down the road with expansion into a new space and a couple other tricks up our sleeves. So Awesome. I think they can um, find um, a new comfy, um, different, I think there's a slightly different ambiance um, yeah. to the restaurant. Um, I, w- I really... Um, I was very instrumental in, in decorating and, um, giving it just new life. Um, it's a beautiful space in a, you know, a historic railway station, Mm -hmm. um, is the building, but, um, you know, the brick and, um, the very industrial feel to it. Um, I wanted to, I wanted to brighten it up though. Um, Yeah. I wanted to. To be a little brighter, um, and I wanted it to have a casual elegance um, feel to it when you walk in yeah. the doors. That's um, a great. I think I love how you said that. I think just from my one experience, which I know I'll have many more, but from my first experience, it's 
it's cozy, but not like too upscale. It's not like, oh, it, this is too fancy. Like, yeah. I yeah, we do not have white tablecloths and yeah. um, formal dining experience by any means. Um, however, I think but our it's classy. food, our food definitely lends itself to um, more upscale, fine dining, um, culinary delights. Yeah. I would oh, definitely, yeah. definitely say. Um, and I mean, your taste buds are going to be dancing. Yeah, um, the food is is fabulous. Our chefs have done very, very well. Um, Anders has quite a bit of training himself. Um, Pat Rafferty, who couldn't be with us today, um, Pat studied under Thomas Keller, um, who is famous for the French Laundry, per se, in New York, uh, Bouchon restaurants in Vegas. Yeah. and um, But Pat worked for him in Beverly Hills um, okay. in one of his Bouchon uh, locations. And um, so it's, um, you know, you can expect that level yeah. Um, yeah. of, of yeah, food just, and, and beyond, you know, and I, I, we're, we're, we want to give them the freedom to be creative um, with what comes out. Um, and we, right now we're enjoying listening to our guests mm -hmm. and what, what they want to see more of, um, yeah. you know, dislikes and, and, and likes. And um, so the food, the food, I think, is, is going to speak for itself, but I oh, really yeah. wanted the the overall atmosphere um, and ambiance of of our restaurant um, to just we want it to be a destination spot. Yeah, not well, just the, a date night. The food is so you important, know, special but the, occasion place. The ambiance and the atmosphere mm -hmm. is, in my opinion, just as important. If one or the other is very off, it's not. Yeah. it's not a good experience. So I think you guys have. You know, from both. charcuterie boards to, um, you know, all the way down to our desserts and yeah. um, Anders' fabulous apple tart and um, right now. And it's it's just, I th we want it to be a whole experience um, oh, yeah. from wine and, and, um, and awesome. just comfort level. So what are the current, um, or what will be the hours of operation? We are going to be nightly. Um, five, it'll be. Don't worry, it's good. It'll be. Let's see. Monday through Friday, from let's see. Help me. Okay. <laughs> we keep um, changing our hours. We, 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 we've been playing with it a gonna, little bit. Yeah, we have been playing with it, so that's why I'm stumbling yeah. a little um, bit here. I want to get them correctly. It is. Um, we open at five for dinner. Okay. Every day. Every day of the week, even Sunday evenings, we're going to open at five o'clock. Okay. And then um, Monday through Saturday, we're opening in at eleven to two thirty for lunch, and that starts tomorrow as okay. our first open to the public lunch, cool. and from here on out. Yeah. So Saturday will be lunch all day though, and to, up until dinner time. Yeah, because people is what we're, people eat it. Yeah, we're not going to close. We won't Saturday. close at two thirty on Saturdays. So yeah. come on down eleven o'clock for an early lunch. Yeah, um, but you can come as late as as three or, you know. And I'm sure as things shift and change, you can switch over to dinner at five. You can follow you guys on social media for any sort of hour updates oh, yeah. and specials. Is it? I'm assuming it's Sage and Salt Bistro. Sage and Salt Bistro on Instagram. Awesome. And then you can make reservations on Open Table open or table by calling. And um, 
and calling the restaurant. Very um, cool. Our phone number should be on the website. Okay. Um, I can say it real quick if you we'll want do, me we'll to. Link, or we'll link the uh, link website okay. in the show notes so people Absolutely. can just Feel free to call or hop on Open Table. Well, yeah. I hope yeah. you guys get to check out Sage and Salt Bistro soon. I know you will not be disappointed. Awesome spot. I can't wait to go back. And thank you all for coming on and chatting with me today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. And as always, you can find Forsyth Mags on social media and online. All of our content is at ForsythMags.com. And we're on social media at Forsyth Mags. And that's a wrap for today. The views and opinions stated on this podcast are solely those of the contributors and not necessarily those of our distributors or hosting companies. This podcast is copyrighted and cannot be reproduced without expressed written consent of Forsyth Magazines Incorporated. Ooh, that's a mouthful. <laughs>